Welcome to Vocation Series by Net Canada. These are the stories of people who have served as a net missionary and gone on to serve Christ and His church through their lives. My name is Jesse LeBlanc. I'm from Nova Scotia. I'm Kathleen, and I'm from Ancaster, Ontario. And uh, I did my my net year was when was my net? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 2006 to 2008, and then a brief stint in 2009, and then I was on staff from 2010 to 2012. And I'm married to an editor. What? <laughs> what is your vocation? Our vocation is marriage, and this is my wife right here. And, uh, and yeah, we have uh, three kids. We've got a two-year-old, we've got a four-month-old just laying on the ground there, and we've also got uh, one little guy in heaven as well. Yeah, we've been happily married for five years, and uh, going strong. Here's to five more. Wait, no. We're, we're, gonna, we're just going to keep going. Yes. Just going to keep going with marriage. How did God work through your year on Net Canada to help you find your vocation? I think a, a lot... Um, I think seeing a lot of really beautiful married couples, and especially in host homes, um, with young, young married couples with children, really got me excited. I remember one in particular in um, Manitoba. I was in Steinbeck, and they had 11 kids. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, there's just kids everywhere. And, uh, and I loved kids, but I didn't, I, I wasn't like, I'm the youngest of two, and so I didn't grow up in a big family. And so just seeing that was, was new and, uh, and being a part of that was like, it was very, very life-giving to be able to kind of be there and spend time with their kids and their family. And, and yeah, I just like felt deeply like this is something that I want. So up until then, I, I knew that I wanted to be married, but especially in terms of like kids, it was like, I want a big family because this is just so joyful. And we stayed there for, I think, a week, so I knew it was a lot of work, but I also knew, like, the deep joy that they had kind of going and, and living in that way. Um, yeah, it was really, it was really joyful and it really, like, touched my heart. How has the life of mission carried into your vocation? Yeah, I think the, the life of mission in our, our married life carries on pretty strongly in terms of uh, both kind of formal ministry within the church um, playing music at mass and kind of being involved in various activities. But I think also just in terms of kind of our, our the way that we express our marriage um, personally um, is very relationally. And so, for example, we have quite a few neighbors and, uh, and just basically having relational ministry with them, like getting to know them, um, really finding out kind of what makes them tick, um, and loving them, you know, for, for who they are. And yeah, they all have very, very different backgrounds and very different um, beliefs, but finding that common ground and, and, and yeah, both of us are very intentional about kind of bringing our faith to the forefront when we talk to these people. So they all know kind of what we believe and, and, and yeah, asking and also inviting, um, inviting them to um, do, different things with us, whether it be kind of tuning into a live worship or um, doing a CCO faith study or uh, that kind of thing. So I, I think it's something that's always on the forefront of our minds and our hearts. Um, and we're able to do it in, in various ways. Um, 
And yeah, another way is just through our, our ministry together as Found Together, uh, through our music and, and through online retreats and that kind of thing. Yeah. I was going to expand on that, but I should probably... <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell someone who's interested in doing that? I would say go for it because net really it's just an amazing like it's it's a big part of my heart like I just have nothing but good to say about net even though not all of my experiences at net were good but I think uh, yeah it just shapes you and forms you in such an incredible way and I think anyone that's done that will be able to nod in agreement with that like that yeah you face some of the hardest things you've ever faced in your life but you're better for it. You you grow through it, and uh, and yeah, it's a challenge. And I think anybody that kind of wants to be a saint should do something like that. They should do something radical that challenges them and and pushes them in new ways. And yeah, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, do it. What are some of your tips and tricks for becoming a saint? Hmm. One foundational one. It's very. It's simple, but it's hard as pray every day. <laughs> Have a specific time, preferably in the morning. I think that works the best for most people, especially in my state of life. Morning is best because I can pick a time that usually the kids aren't awake yet. And so I can wake up at, it depends. I, yeah, our kids wake up at dumb times but <laughs> but yeah so I've been getting up lately at 5 30 and doing at least 15 minutes of prayer before he gets up sometimes he gets up really early sometimes he gets up later so it allows me to get that time in uh, another tip for being a saint is find a good spouse <laughs> honestly yeah my wife Kathleen is just like way holier than me and she'll say that I'm way holier than her but she's very misled um, <laughs> find someone that will challenge you because yeah then you can try and keep up and so I'm trying to get her to, to heaven but I think she'll be the one to get me to heaven you know mm -hmm. and so that's definitely a big tip find a good spouse another great tip is there's this thing that looks like bread but it's Jesus and you should eat it like a lot <laughs> eat him a lot uh, the Eucharist regularly confession regularly weekly if you can that's what my spiritual director tells me so that's what I'll tell you oh a little tip a 20 minute tip it's called the rosary I don't know if you've heard of it it's great that'll, that'll get you there Mama Mary's gonna take your hand she's gonna bring you right to Jesus and be like here you go the little way and just finding little ways to serve the Lord in whatever vocation you have in the humble way is probably the best way to be a saint what is your favorite childhood movie Oh, I didn't think we'd go that deep. My favorite childhood movie. I really wish that I had seen the original Star Wars trilogy as a kid, but that was a later conversion, you know? Like, I haven't seen... I saw them later in life. I saw the sequels, or the prequels, sorry. But they didn't really have too much of an effect, as they don't on most people. Um, yeah, I know. It's unfortunate. I'm trying to think of, like... We did watch a lot of movies. I like Disney movies. Lion King was a big one, especially when I was like a little, little kid. Had a crush on Jasmine and Aladdin. So Aladdin was up there. Uh, childhood movies. 
That's all coming out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of probably a billion after you guys leave. And be like, oh, why didn't I say that? Jim Carrey. His little email list is like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's Her, your favorite movie today? My favorite movie today is probably A New Hope. Is pretty awesome. What else is up there? I mean, I could give the Catholic answer, uh, uh, The Passion of the Christ. The Chosen, we're loving that. It's not a movie, but it's a show. We are, I think, three episodes into season two. And so, it's so good. Yeah, Jonathan Rumi's just crushing it. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth, 100%. Yeah, I love, oh yeah. What kind of peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Smooth, 100%. <laughs> crunchy is just like, crunchy, gets in your teeth. I didn't want peanuts, I wanted peanut butter. Goes down, nice glass of milk, just slides down. Mm. <laughs> I get the other side, I really do, but I gotta be passionately on my side. Yeah. Favorite pizza place? Our favorite pizza spot? <laughs> Our favorite pizza place? Of course we do, it's called The Pizza Spot. It's here in Brantford. It's got two T's on the title, but you look it up on the website, only one T. I don't know, maybe the guy that did the billboard Maybe it was a typo, or maybe they were ashamed because they realized it's dumb to have two T's. Favorite type of pizza? My wife really likes tomato and feta, and I was like, there's no meat on that. Why you be doing that? That's weird. But it's really good. Don't tell her I said that. I Usually we get like two large pizzas, and one is tomato and feta, and the other is pepperoni and mushroom. Because with the special, you can only have two toppings. But it's only 20 bucks for two large pizzas, so why not? How'd your questions go? Terribly. He said, he said, you just wait and do it again with your wife. <laughs> Favorite pizza place? Uh, well, the pizza spot up the road is uh, the best currently. Sorry, how's it spelled? Pizza spot. <laughs> uh, I usually like Mediterranean chicken, tomato kind of vibe. Most recent? Most recent. Most recent favorite that we order? Well, I like the tomato one. And? And feather. <laughs> yeah, that's Mediterranean. If you could write a best-selling book, what would it be about? If I could write a book that would miraculously be a bestseller, it would be about my saga with woodworking. So that's been my new passion throughout this pandemic. People are gaining new skills. And where else do you look for these skills but YouTube? And uh, I have watched many YouTube videos on woodworking. Too many. I didn't need to watch as much as I did, but I would be writing all about what tools I use, what projects I've made, a tips and tricks guide. It'd probably be about a chapter long. I don't know that much, but <laughs> the nice thing about being married to Kathleen is she really likes like home decor stuff. Mm. So I've got the shop. So she's like, can you build these things? I actually didn't build those, okay. but I built like that bookshelf, those up there. And then like the shelves over there and yeah, shoe shoe rack and a bunch of stuff. So cool. it's fun. So she like gives me the ideas for projects and then I'm like, great. It's like a win-win. <laughs> cheap. Not cheap anymore because lumber is like a million dollars a board. If I knew the answer to this question, I would write a book, How to Become a Saint. Because if it was a bestseller, then everyone would read it. But I don't know what content the book would have yet. <laughs> I'll let you know and then I'll write it. <laughs> I want to discern my vocation. Where do I start? It's hard. It's hard to know because I think pray, get a spiritual director to give you some direction. Um, 
And I know spiritual directors are just great at this. I know you might be thinking, well, if I go to a priest, he's just going to want me to be a priest. And that's not true. Priests only want people that want to be priests. And so take it from me. And one of my spiritual directors, when I was discerning, was the vocations director. And he was like, yep, priesthood's not for you. <laughs> and so, so get some people that you trust um, and, uh, and really pray about it. And I think there are good things to do, um, like, for example, come and see retreats. Um, it's hard to discern uh, marriage in the absence of someone that you want to be married to. And so if you think that you're called to marriage, it's probably a good idea to date because, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so date and, uh, and come and see retreats. Do more of what you love and align that with your prayer and what God's asking you to do in your day-to-day -day life. Do what you love, do it really, really well, and each day that you do that, it'll become more clear of what God's, God's plan is for your life. And then just take action. Go do something related to what you're discerning. Go to a come and see weekend. Go hang out with a family that's married and has kids and see what it's like. Just take action in some way because you can just discern something for way too long and never take action, but just mm -hmm. one action in one direction, even if you're not sure, helps things become more clear. Do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> How has fatherhood helped you to grow closer to God? In so many ways. Oh my gosh. Being a father is the best thing in the world. It's just... You, you don't realize how much you can love someone until you have a kid. Like, I love my spouse the most next to God, but man, just the amount of love that you have for those kids is like, it's a window into seeing like how much God the Father loves you, you know? And, uh, and yeah, you just don't get it until it happens. And like, it's something that you, you think you can understand, but you just can't until you, you become a father. And yeah, you just want the best for that kid and I mean my kids are still really young but I imagine it gets harder <laughs> you know um, there's it's very labor-intensive like it's not for the faint of heart like it's not for someone who wants the easy way but I think it was Jordan Peterson who said having kids isn't easy but it makes you a better person and it shows you a lot of your imperfections and your selfishness because suddenly you're not number one. I mean, I'm not number, I haven't been number one since I've been uh, Catholic. God's number one. And since I've been married, my wife's number two. Um, but yeah, you just really don't have time for yourself. And, and you realize that that's okay. Like that, that if you want that time, you can make that time. Like 5.30 mornings, I get up so that I can have some me time. I'm an introvert actually. And so I do need time to decompress. But, but yeah, you realize that you can get energy and joy from seeing that energy and joy in your kids. And so, um, yeah, it just really gives you a heart of service, um, being a father and expands your heart, um, more than you ever think is possible. How has motherhood helped you to grow closer to God? The vocation of motherhood has really helped me grow closer to Christ because it's truly a life of service being a mother. And it's a life of service that you often don't get credit for simply because toddlers and babies aren't very grateful human beings. <laughs> they become grateful, which is beautiful. But um, yeah, it's a life of service. Sometimes it's really, really hard and other times it's very beautiful. And so being able to learn to love your children and your spouse, um, but in the sense of motherhood, 
to love your children the way you see Christ loving you um, is just a vocation that you you just don't know until you live it what that means to be able to tap into the love that God has for you and pass it on to your children um, and to ha constantly need to draw on those graces to love your kids when it's hard in the middle of the night during tantrums or just when you want to go to bed and they're still awake you know those, those hard moments to really love when it's hard um, and to serve every hour of the day um, I don't know how people do it without drawing on God's grace I'm sure it's um, yeah like you probably have to cope in a lot of not good ways but to have the grace of God to, to live this vocation is um, it's so beautiful. It's it's incredible, and it will continue to be the rest of my life as long as I'm a mother, which will be forever. So <laughs> thank God for that vocation. Mm -hmm. How has motherhood helped you to grow closer to our Blessed Mother? If I have the grace to think of this, uh, to ask myself what would Mary do in this situation, and just to picture the way that she would care for Jesus. Um, and when there's times as a mother where I don't, which is often where I don't know what I need to do, or I just feel like, what's what should my response be? And Our Lady has really taught me that um, to be gentle in my approach as a mother is always the right answer. There is never a scenario where being gentle is not appropriate. You can be firm and gentle and you can be like soft and gentle. Um, but gentleness is, is always an appropriate response in every situation. And I believe our lady totally emulated that gentleness so well, that fruit of the spirit. And, uh, that's what she's teaching me in motherhood for sure. She's the best mom. <laughs> Mother Mary is. <laughs> no, you're the best. <laughs> I mean, she's a little bit above you. But... How did you meet? Have a Cole's Wait, note. Five, five minutes. <laughs> like, he's not good at shortening it. Yeah. Just have to say. Well, we met. So he's going to dive in. Go for it. Go for it. I like it. We, we met in school. So we went University? to... University? No, high, uh, elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> we met at Trinity Western University. I was studying nursing, and she was studying Christianity and culture. So and, many uh, details. <laughs> And she was uh, 20, 23, Sorry, 22. So we met at Trinity Western University, mm -hmm. and we were both studying there. And uh, a friend told us to play music together. And so we did. How am I doing so far? <laughs> now you have to start again. again. <laughs> See, he's narrative, uh, do you think? Go ahead. You know what? You, you tell the rest. No, 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 no. You go ahead. He wanted five minutes, not 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we met at Trinity, Trinity, Trinity Weston. Trinity Weston. We met at Trinity Western, didn't we, honey? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We were both studying various things. <laughs> 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 Tongue in the tie. Ta -ta -ta -ta. Sorry, that's a little thing. Um, we were both studying at Trinity Western <laughs> University. Uh, a mutual friend of ours asked us to uh, sing together. <laughs> I'm just thinking way too hard about this stuff. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you go for it. So we met while we were studying at... Whoa, way too many details. <laughs> so we met while we were studying in university, Trinity Western University in BC. And uh, we met through music, actually, which is cool because music is a big part of our life today. But a friend of ours needed musicians to play for an event. So she was like, Jesse, you play music. Kathleen, you do too. You guys should play for this event. So when we got married. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, we met up in a music room to play music. And the rest is history. We kept playing music together, and that rolled into friendship, rolled into dating, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. You wanted five minutes. That was like <laughs> a minute. Are, are you the one that's going to be editing this later? Sorry.
What is your ministry and music all about? Well, our ministry is called Found Together, and uh, it's it's a big part of it is music, um, but a, a bigger part of it is basically the ministry. And so, in our ministry, uh, being found together essentially is yeah found together with God um, and each other. And so, it's allowing God to find us and allowing our spouse to find us as well. It's us that is kind of is running from God. Like we just need to let him find us, you know, kind of like the lost sheep, like the shepherd's looking after him and the sheep is kind of running every which way. And we just need to let the shepherd God find us. And that's the same with the people around us that we, through being vulnerable and being open and being loving, we allow the people we love to find us. And that's so important in our life of faith. And so um, we, we felt that in our music ministry and in relational ministry and mentorship that we're already doing in our different areas of life, we wanted to be intentional that that is the point of our music, that is the point of our ministry, is helping people, giving people opportunity to allow God to find them just like where they are. And so that's where the name Found Together came from. And so um, with our music ministry, we we often lead worship at different events and um, whether it's at a conference or a retreat or just specific like worship night, um, but then also just playing music for fun because music is such a language that brings people joy and brings people together that we want to use that music to bring community together. It's accessible to the non-Christian, you know, like it is about each other a lot of the time and it's also about God. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of bringing that into play, um, our ministry and different things that we've been able to, um, to do are like a few online retreats. One of them was a marriage retreat, um, and so kind of bringing spouses together to find each other. These are, are different kind of opportunities that we want to take advantage of um, and bring people together. And so hopefully we can start doing that in person a little bit more too. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, it's been a, a huge um, a huge mission and a huge undertaking, especially with a couple of kids. But it's been so beautiful and so life giving. Yeah, we're, we're excited that we finally have recorded our own music. It's out there, mm -hmm. and we'll see what, what comes next out of that. So, You can find us on all the music places. Wherever we're called Found Together. Music, yeah. yeah. Search Found um, Together. Yeah, you can Instagram, find us. Instagram, We Are Found Together. It's probably the number one social for us is Instagram, and We Are Found Together. Is the handle, yeah. Is the handle, mm -hmm. and also Facebook. Mm -hmm. Are we on Facebook? Mm -hmm. Are we on Twitter? No. No? Are we on... MySpace. MySpace, yeah. And YouTube, of course. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Tube. <laughs> the Tube. Watch tube. our music videos. And also, we have a website. It's called www.wearefoundtogether.com. We .com. Com, sorry. Com. <laughs>